cultivate, to prepare and use for crops or gardening, or to apply oneself to improve or developing one's mind or manners. This week, we were paid a visit by the ghost of Christmas past. Elaine and I are sharing three things each that we learned from 2018. Take a moment and just recap and think what all happened in 2018. And let's get excited for all that this next year could potentially hold. Let's get right to it. This is The Reckless Pursuit, a podcast crafted and created to dive deep into what it looks like to be a follower of Christ in a modern day world. We span topics across the board to seek out truth and to gain a deeper understanding of one another, to find common ground and answers to life's hardest questions. We all have a story and a struggle, a calling and a conviction. Together, let's take a hard look at ourselves and effort to view what others see so we can be the best reflection of Christ possible. I'm Cody. And I'm Elaine. Now, let's get reckless. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 44. And if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, Merry Christmas Eve. That's right, 2018 is drawing nigh and uh, yeah, Christmas is already right here at our doorstep. The year has, uh, I don't know if it's flown by to me, but it's definitely trudged its way through. And here we are on the other side, looking back. And uh, yeah, Christmas is here, birth of Jesus Christ, even though it's not really the birth of Jesus Christ, but we're celebrating it tomorrow and time for family, time for get-togethers and food and presents and reflection. And that's what we want to focus on today is reflection. We're going to actually go ahead and take this time to just give a quick episode and reflect on a few things each of what we've learned, Elaine and I have learned this last year in 2018. That way, once 2019 hits, we can share all the fun, exciting things that we feel like God has laid on our hearts. But before we get into that, a quick reminder that if you want to keep the conversation going, we have a community just for that, the Reckless Community. We invite you to find that information below, find the link below, click request to join, and we would love to have you be a part. And also, if you haven't done so, so far, Be sure and click that subscribe button so you can keep up to date every time new episodes are released. And if you don't mind, please leave an honest review. That helps us understand what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, and how we can better fit our audience. So we're going to dive right into today's episode on just sharing a few points of what we have learned this last year. So we're going to open it up with Elaine sharing her three things of what she learned this last year. But first, I want to give just a quick recap on just kind of a sum of all of 2018. It feels like God gives me a word for the new year, uh, just kind of like last minute. Sometimes, Most of the time, it's the week after Christmas before the new year. And every year for the past, I don't know, five, six, seven years, Without fail, God has given me a new word for the new year. And I guess God knows my attention span, and he just deals with me on, like, calendar years, which is fantastic. I love it. I understand some people's seasons are longer. God always deals with me on calendar year uh, cycles. And last year, 
um, the word that God just kind of laid in my heart for Elaine and I was to cult- was cultivation or to cultivate. And I started out thinking like, that's awesome. We're going to grow things. We're going to uh, increase and grow and all that. And then some crap came down the, the pipe, which we're about to get into. And yeah, I kind of actually looked up the definition of cultivate, which you've already heard at the beginning of the episode. And it's literally to basically destroy the ground in preparation for new crop. And I was just sitting there once I kind of realized what this year was going to entail. And I was like, okay, God, well, I'm about to strap in because things are about to get crazy. And sure enough, it really, really got crazy. And honestly, at the end of 2018, here I am. You know, here we are at the very end of it in the last week of 2018, like, you know, just a little over a week, looking back going, okay, well, all that foundation and crop we think we had grown has been completely tilled up. So we're ready for some new seed, to use that analogy. We're ready for growth. Ready for growth. The other part of that. (laughs) Right. Germination. I'm just ready for something (laughs) to freaking take root. So, uh, yeah. (laughs) Um. But anyway, Elaine, go ahead and share your three things we have learned because through all of the trial and hardship, there's been good points to have learned and things that are going to help us for the rest of our lives. So go ahead and start. So I'm going to start out by just saying the three things that I learned, and then I'm going to go back and go into them. So the first thing that I learned um, was to be more specific. And what I mean by that is um, with goal setting and specific things that I want for the new year. And I think it's important to just be specific and not just generalize the things you want. Um, Second of all is mindfulness. We've had a couple episodes about just mindfulness and um, talked a lot about um, about introspection and um, especially from your introverted hosts Mm -hmm. and just talking about that. Mindfulness is something that I have learned recently, but I think it is a very strong thing that I have learned. And then third is forgiveness. I think that's probably out of the three, I think that's one of the biggest ones. So with the first one, being more specific about things that you want, things that you're asking for, I kind of realized that when we, especially for the new year, we tend to write out goals for our lives. Like we want to be healthy. We want to be successful. We want all these things, but we don't ever really write down specifically what we want. Like I want to make a hundred thousand dollars this year. Well, that's a very specific goal. And that's for some people that would be very successful but you have to also write how you're going to get there. Whenever we did our vision board the first week of this year, I wrote a lot of things down of working out, being healthy, drinking more water, stuff like that. But I wasn't really specific about like, I want to tone up. I want to focus on this area. I want to lose this amount of weight or I want to strengthen this or I want to stop eating this. It was just, I just want to be healthy. Well, that can look like a couple different things. But I think it's just important to know what you want. And I feel like whenever you're specific about it, it's easier to achieve it. And the beginning of this year, I said, I want to be healthy. Well, I was in the hospital for a week. That's not healthy. I literally thought I was dying. And there have been a couple times since then where 
I got sick a couple times, uh, stomach issues, some of the same issues I have been struggling with, but I haven't been specific about what I want to be health-wise. The past couple years, I've struggled with UTIs and kidney problems. And for this next year, I'm going to say specifically, I want my kidneys to be straight up. Like I want them to be healthy and just focusing on that. So I think that is one of the things that I've learned. The second one is mindfulness. And we had an episode about this a couple weeks ago where I had talked about my experience in the middle of Walmart. Where I realized I'm alive. There are people around me. I'm not the only one. But I also realized that mindfulness isn't just mentally being aware, but it's also being physically aware. And with me being in the hospital for a week, I was very aware of my physical circumstance. You know, four out of the six days, the doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong with me, couldn't help me feel better. You know, I had all these problems constantly going for four days. And I was very aware and mindful that my body was hurting. I was not healthy. I was not well. There was something wrong. After I got better and was able to leave the hospital, not even two days, I think, whenever we were in the middle of Sam's and we had saw this couple and Cody had asked them if he could help them with their groceries. And they said, well, their husband had terminal cancer and they weren't sure how much longer he was going to live. Yeah, it was it was an older couple. Like, yeah. And uh, she was loading everything. Up. He was in the car and she was loading everything up. And I was I, well, I asked Elaine, I was like, well, should I go over there and and talk to them? And they said and she was like, well, yeah, I think so. And I went over there and just kind of I didn't really ask. I just started putting her water in the in the truck <laughs> like she had cases of water. And other drinks and stuff, and I started, and she was like, "Well, thank you so much," you know. And she's like, uh, "Uh, it's it's just kind of hard right now." I didn't even ask her what was going on or anything. I was just barely even talking to her, and she's like, "Yeah, it's kind of hard right now." She said, "We just left a doctor's appointment, and he's really down right now. They gave him three months to live. He has terminal cancer." And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like we had just got out of the hospital like two days prior, so. And so I was very mindful and aware that our days are not promised. When I was in the hospital, I literally felt like I was dying. I don't even know how to explain how I felt, but I had major depression. Like, I didn't know what was going to happen, how long I was going to stay. Every morning, I was like, hey, I can go home. And the doctors were like, no, your heartbeat's still going fast. You still have this and this and this. You can't go home. And I would just slowly watch the clock every hour laying in bed. And I'm like, I don't want to be here. I don't know how long I'm going to be here. And then I was able to go home after a week. And in the grand scheme of things, a week is not that big of a deal. It wasn't even a full week. And it was six days. Yeah, it was six days. But there are people who are constantly in and out of the hospital. There are people who have terminal sicknesses and illnesses who, yes, nobody's promised every day to live, but you've, you are fully confident that you have a little while to live. But when a doctor says, like, you have these few days, weeks, months, maybe a year to live, it's like, oh, things are in perspective. You start becoming aware, like, what am I doing with the things that I have? Am I living my life purposeful? I'm not promised these days. What am I doing with the days that I have? Like I said, mindfulness isn't just a mental thing, but it's also a physical thing. And I think just recognizing that and realizing to live a purpose purposeful life. And the third thing 
that I realized was forgiveness. If you've been listening, uh, this past year has been such a tough year. Cody was talking about cultivation, and we have really experienced that. We have been uprooted in many way, many more ways than we even thought about going into this year. We had no idea. I even remember after Cody had told me that God said cultivate, we were like, what does that even mean? You know, we were looking up like, oh, that means to tilt the ground, to be uprooted. And we were like, how can our life be uprooted? Well, our life was very uprooted this year, specifically with the passing of Cody's mom and some of the family drama that I had had with my parents. I just kind of realized, going back to the mindfulness thing, even that in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. The way that people treat you, the way things happen, Jesus tells us to love each other and to forgive each other. Forgive as we have been forgiven. We cannot hold on to petty things. We are not promised any day for ourselves or even our loved ones. Sure, there may be problems. They may be serious problems, but you can almost always work them out. Even if you can't, we have hope in God and the trust in God that he can deal with that. But our job is to forgive and love that person. Does that mean that we have to have that person in our life or that we have to be outward and constantly making a point to be around that person? Absolutely not. But we are called to love them and forgive them. And one of my favorite artists is Levi the Poet. Um, He's a spoken word artist. He had came out with an album like February, sometime this spring. The last poem that's on the album is called Keep Forgiving. And it's a very long poem, but it is so gut-wrenching. If you just listen, if you just pull it up on your phone, um, whether you pause this or after this episode, just pull it up on your phone, read the words, and just sit and listen, and it will tear you up. Like, at least it did for me. And it just, Levi just talks about how it's all petty things. It doesn't matter you know, we're not always, we don't always have to be in the right. We don't always have to be on top and it doesn't always have to be me and me against you or you against them. Jesus tells us to love each other. I just think forgiveness is a very underestimated thing and it can be really, really hard. I think out of those three things this year, being specific, being mindful and learning how to truly forgive someone I feel like forgiveness is the biggest of all of them. Yeah, and if you want to hear that poem, I will link uh, a YouTube link. If if it's on YouTube, it should be on YouTube. I'll link to it in the show notes below so you can just go click it and go and listen. So my three things I learned this year, and I'll do the same. I'll read them real quick, and then I'll elaborate a little bit. The first one is there's always something trying to take away your joy. The second one is change is okay. And the third one is be patient and don't lose hope. So the first one, there's always something trying to take away your joy. I deal with anxiety. Uh, I'm diagnosed with generalized anxiety, whatever that means. Uh, Probably like every other good, happy American is. But to not downplay my condition, I legitimately get very worked up over sometimes very silly things. Uh, I have a a tendency to allow a lot of life's pressures to build up 
and then something small happens and I just bust and it just becomes the center of my world and it distracts me from everything that I need to be doing and I just get so asphyxiated on it that I cannot function. And this year has been the king of that because every kind of change that I could have uh, never expected happened this year. Uh, I quit my job that I thought was going to be my life career. I lost my mother. Elaine's in the hospital. All these things. You've heard these a few times mentioned, probably four or five times mentioned on the show because the show just so happened to start this year when all this crap went down. So if you've started listening from the beginning, you've walked this through with us. Uh, and it's definitely been a year of anxiety uh, for me. And I have realized that even when things are going good, I c- my brain tries to find something else to latch onto because of like just what's ingrained in me from my childhood of always expecting crisis and all these different things. But I- I've just realized like taking it to a spiritual level, the enemy always wants us to steal, wants to steal our joy because if he can, he stops us from doing what we're created to do. If he can take our joy, then he stifles us from moving forward and progressing. And it's uh, our, our purpose is to progress closer to God, closer in the calling on our lives. And and when we sit still and we stagnate, it's just that we stagnate, we be, we get polluted. And if, if anything else, we actually speak the negative thoughts that aren't real into existence so much that they become a physical, tangible problem in our lives. I have worried myself into actual physical sickness this year. And I've had to take big steps to combat that. I've I've, uh, it's, it's hard to say it, but I, I've actually started taking counseling, professional, real life counseling, not from just like a church pastor, but like an actual, uh, doctor of psychology, you know, and, and it's hard to admit that because that's something that's so shameful. It seems like in our culture, it's, it's, it's going the other way, but especially in like church culture, it's like, Oh, just pray that away. Uh, I've had to meditate more. I've had to be more mindful. I need to get a little bit back on that. I've fallen off with the holidays. It's been kind of a little uh, off the wagon a bit on that. So I need to get back on that too, just to be honest and use this as a way to keep myself accountable. And I have definitely had anxiety come at me from so many different ways. And I've had to fight it every which way from changing the background on my phone to something uh, like a scripture I need to hear or a quote. I've had to be super open and honest with Elaine. And she's been super awesome with keeping me accountable and asking and checking in with me. I have had to be very direct with some people in my life, and I have had to cut some relationships back or off. I have had to uh, be very careful what I speak over myself. I have had to retrain my brain constantly to not go and look things up or to feed the problem, but try to um, cultivate the solution, and it has been a true struggle. Uh but I have learned that there's always something trying to take your joy. And so if you're not actively fighting for your joy, if you're actively not making strides for your joy in life, then you will be getting pushed back away from it. And so you have to consciously always be pursuing uh, your passion and your heart and your calling and that joy. Otherwise, uh, every step not taken is a step lost. And that's uh, it's a hard thing, and it can seem like a lot of work, but it's a legitimate thing that I know I have had to constantly, constantly fight for. The second thing, change is okay. In January, I stepped away from a church that I worked at for eight years of my life. 
or I attended for eight and a half years, led worship for a little over almost eight years. It was seven and a half years, I think, and worked at full time for right at seven years and uh, or full or part time, but it kind of fluctuated. But uh, I thought working in church was going to be my life and I have come to find out God has different plans for me. This podcast is like church to me now, and God has Elaine and I reaching out to a different world to people who, just like us, have been hurt and uh, have questions, and he has put this in our heart to go and pursue this side of things and not be afraid to ask questions, and it would have never came had I not stepped away from my job at the church, and it was hard doing it, and there was pain involved, and it wasn't the cleanest snap. It wasn't the cleanest breakup, you could say. Um, I definitely am probably the goat amongst sheep to a lot of people. And I understand that. And I respectfully accept that that might be how they, how they feel. Uh, but on the other side, I realized, wow, God has purpose for me over here too. And, you know, there has been numerous things. Losing my mother's a big deal. I'm sorry. I keep bringing it up. I apologize if that's, you know, it gets annoying or whatever, but you know, that's a huge deal whenever someone who has been so critical in your life, and I don't even say critical in a good way. I mean, critical in like so much of your life has been full of turmoil because of a certain person and now they're gone. And yet still somehow you're struggling through some things on the other end, trying to figure out what the heck you're doing on the other side now, because you're trying to patch wounds and figure out and you're, you're remembering the good and the bad and all these floods of emotions come in and it's just, it's change. And that's literally what cultivate is, is it's constant change. And that's okay. When a farmer goes to lay a new crop, is he just going to stick it in the old last year's roots? No, they have to take a tiller and destroy the soil. It has to be shredded to pieces. They have to add back in minerals and life into the soil and re, uh, re establish, um, a good foundation for new seed to grow and sometimes it takes change to do that. You know, you can't constantly, sure, I mean, there's a time in your life where it's time for things to grow and be mighty. But even as a large oak tree grows, sooner or later it has to die and drop seed to new ground. And that's the season we're in right now. We're in a new ground season and we've been preparing, God's been preparing the soil, you know. That's an analogy used often in the Bible and I completely relate to it this year on a way I've never understood before in my life. But change is okay. Which leads to the last thing is be patient and don't lose hope. It takes an extreme amount of patience whenever you know uh, what you're supposed to be doing in life. And it takes an extreme amount of patience when you don't know what you're supposed to be doing in life. Living takes patience. And I feel like I've had a decent grasp on patience. Elaine made beg to differ on that and say that I'm not maybe not the most patient person in the world and I'm probably not uh I often bicker with God about things that I feel like they should be happening at a different time in a different place and he's normally right but I still like to argue but what I've realized is it's not even just about being patient because you can be patient but something happens when you're waiting and in the waiting you can start to feel um like you're losing grasp or you're losing hope. And that's what I want to encourage everyone here today is don't lose hope. And how do you not lose hope? You have to keep yourself rooted in what you know. It's kind of like when you're out there 
and you're you're working, you're going to work the way you know how. Someone's going to come along sooner or later. You're going to get the promotion. You're going to get recognized for your labor. But in the meantime, what do you do? You keep doing what you know. If you don't know what else to do, keep doing what you know and doing it with your heart and patiently wait for the next thing to come. Now, don't get me wrong. Patience is not just waiting. Sometimes patience is jumping out there, busting down the door, moving forward. But you have to be patient in those moments too. Do you think that it was patience like, hey, we're going to start a podcast? No, that's not patience. That's proactiveness. You have to do it. We have to record these episodes uh, every single week and edit them. And we have to schedule guests when there's guests. We have to publish them. We have to make a, a blog post about it. We have to push it live. We have to share it all over social media and hope people come and hang out with us. And then we have to actively engage online uh, because that's where our true heart comes in to be able to talk to people about what we got to talk uh, about in the first place. And and it, it's legitimate work. It costs money. We make zero dollars from this. We have never actually made a dime to date from this podcast. And it costs us every single month to produce it, not to mention all the equipment, you know, that we had to have in the first place. Uh, and so, no, that was a proactive thing. But now that we have implemented and planted, now we're in the phase of being patient and letting it come to fruition. Uh, sure, we may not have thousands of listeners right now, but we have a core group of about 100 people who show up week in and week out to listen to this show. We're here, and we know that someone out there is getting, we've heard from you guys, and we know that someone is getting something, and that feeds our life, feeds our heart, and we're so thankful for the opportunity to be able to do that. But we're having to be patient because we don't get to hear instantaneously about people's lives. We don't know if we're pouring, like doing what we're supposed to. We feel called to do this, but we don't know how it's impacting you guys. And we also urge you, please send us a message. <laughs> Let us know how you guys are doing. We want to be there for you. We want to pray with you. We want to talk and listen. That's what we want. We love. But it takes patience even in the proactive things and not to lose hope when you don't see the growth that you think that you need, because honestly, you know, the most beautiful uh, plants take the longest to grow. An oak tree doesn't spring up and become mighty overnight. It takes time and cultivation and patience. And I always have to learn this, but even this year, even more so with, I mean, we've changed jobs over completely. Uh, which has been a huge blessing. We've been able to cultivate. Uh, uh, I'm using that word because it's our word. I get to use it for like a week and a half more, so let me use it. And we get to cultivate, uh, or we, we have watched the cultivation of our desire for home-based business come to fruition, and it has come very close to being there. You know, and in most of the ways, I think it is there. Uh, we have watched a lot of things come, but there's a lot of things we still desire and still see. God trying to do that just we're having to not lose hope and be patient. So I just want to encourage everyone here. Then these kind of go in order is like, there's something always trying to take your joy. So fight for that joy. Realize that change is okay. And be patient in that change and don't lose hope along the way because good things come to those who wait. We love each and every one of you. We are with you and we're listening. Let's do this thing together. Have a great last final week of your year and allow 
just a little bit of joy to creep into all those crevices. Pray God gives you a word for this new year because I believe he will. I'm not trying to get super spiritual on everyone, but, you know, new year, new tradition, uh, new resolutions that we can actually stick with, not just to resolve to do, but to actually put into action. And we want to hear how your holidays are going. Send us a message. Drop us a line. Visit us, therecklesspursuit.com. You can get in contact with us. Please go down there. Click that uh, join button for the Facebook community group. We want to hear and talk to you and just build a relationship with you. Because that's why we do this. We don't do this just to talk. We do this to listen. And that's what we want. Guys, as always, be brave, be bold, and be reckless. And have a very Merry Christmas from me. And me. And our lovely dog, Doc. We'll talk soon, guys.